Thank you for downloading and listening to the Briam Bible Church Sunday Morning Podcast. Briam Bible Church is located in Shoreline, Washington, morning worship at 11, and many more events throughout the week. For more information, please visit our website at www.bereanshoreline.org. This morning we wanted to allow plenty of time for music, so as far as our message goes today, our passage from Hebrews chapter 12... We're going to just cover just the first part, just for about 10, 15 minutes this morning. And we're going to close with some more music, and we're going to finish the rest tonight. Okay? So, um, also, for those that will be coming tonight, uh, we are going to meet down in the choir room. And not because you guys are singing. That's not supposed to be funny. Um, just because it's so hot in here. And uh, we did that once last year. We met down in the choir room Sunday night and used the piano down there. And it was uh, really nice. And so, uh, tonight, if you're coming to church... You can come in here, go right down the stairs, I'll open the, I'll open the doors in back, there's a little secret passageway back here, even I'll show you if you want, and uh, we'll meet down in the choir room tonight, okay? 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 Oh, thank you. Wow, we're going to have a lot of people here tonight, maybe we won't fit in the choir room tonight. You know, um, I was thinking the same thing, John, about the, uh, in the bleak midwinter, I was thinking about the contrast and how music uh, covers the entire spectrum, just as our lives do, in the family of God. And, uh, and it was just, wasn't that long ago, uh, we had a uh, quiet time at Christmas to uh, contemplate together both the joy of his birth, but also the humbleness of our Savior's birth, and of course the, the sorrow in Israel that took place with the death of the two and under children uh, that Herod uh, exercised upon the people of Israel. We gathered on Good Friday in a very quiet, uh, a very quiet uh, evening. Uh, to remember the death of our Savior, we gathered on Easter morning to celebrate the resurrection. And we have traversed uh, all the emotions and feelings, and our God is an emotion a God. We are made in His image. Our God has emotions. And uh, we've traversed all those. And it, it brought to mind, just before we go to Hebrews, from um, Psalm chapter 30, Sing to the sing the Lord your saints of His. Praise His holy name. The Psalms are full of admonitions to sing to the Lord. For His anger lasts only a moment, but His favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. And that phrase, weeping, uh, may remain for a night. That's exactly what it means in the Hebrew language. It means uh, like a, a visitor who came and stayed just one night. Uh, the weeping has come and, and has stayed for a night, but in the morning is joy and rejoicing. So I want to also rejoice with you this morning. You know, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of sad things in the world. I understand that. There's a lot of good things, a lot of rejoicing in God's family too. And I want to share with you something this morning, just a second here, Cliff. Um, that uh, my wife... Um, I got this from Sue Vinton, who is one of our missionaries in Malawi. And uh, this, this is, they just finished their first graduating class of our Bible Institute down there. This is a big deal. A lot has been poured into this ministry of training the local pastors to carry on the ministry. And these people do this at great sacrifice. It's a great sacrifice. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a poor country. And when they come, they have to give up so much. And they come to these, uh, these uh, seminars, these Bible classes. Um, we, have to, we have to feed them. We, you know, it's, just, it's a cost. 
And then when they go back into ministry, it's going to be a cost too. They're not going to be working full-time, uh, getting paid like at our church, our staff. Um, they're going to be working their gardens and working their businesses and also trying to serve these churches. But it was a great time of rejoicing of three-year and two-year graduates. And this is their graduation procession as they're coming forward to receive their diplomas. And I thought you might enjoy this this morning uh, with our choir singing with us today. So that's their graduation procession. So uh, maybe next Sunday uh, you guys can... Uh, uh, I want you to see the joy on their faces. And uh, like I say, they're serving the Lord at great cost. So there's many things to rejoice and to celebrate in. And uh, we rejoice. These are our brothers and sisters that, that we are one with in the ministry in Malawi. So you pray for these guys, three and two year graduates, as they embark on uh, their ministry. I'd like to open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12 for just a few moments. And uh, let's have a word of prayer together as we look at just one portion of this passage today. Heavenly Father, as we open your word, we pray again that your word would be blessed. Our hearts would be opened to your word. We have heard your word already this morning through the music that has been shared with us, through the songs we have sung, through the instruments that have been played. We have heard your word. And may we continue to listen to your word as we listen to you. In Christ's name, amen. This morning I want you just to focus uh, just really on this one, one short part of this passage. Last week, Pastor Gary preached to us uh, up through verse um, 13. We come to verse 14, and I just want you to uh, think about these two things this morning, the two very important things. Make every, Hebrews 12:14. make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. And interesting how those two things go together. And to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Make every effort to live at peace with everyone and to be holy. For without holiness, no one will see the Lord. You know, that passage, uh, the, first, the first part, to live at peace with everyone, um, echoes what the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 12 uh, teaches as well. In a, in a passage that's, that's well known where, where Paul says this, in verse 17, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be, this is the Apostle Paul talking to the church, the body of Christ. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not over, be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The Apostle Paul tells us very clearly, and he knows he says, as much as, I think I learned in the King James, as much as lieth within you, as much as it is possible on your end, live at peace with everyone. You know, sometimes when we read passages like that, uh, we take it as sort of an out, you know, and say, well, yeah, but he gives us an out there. I can't live at peace with that person, so I don't have to. And I would like us to think of it the other way. I would like us to think of it more as a very strong admonition. This is not my normal tendency to want to live at peace with everyone. There are some people who are, who is, there, is there someone in your life 
who it's not very easy to be at peace with. It could be in the workplace, could be in your neighborhood, could be in school, could be in your family, could be extended family. Is there someone that is is just not very easy to be at peace with? And we might be tempted to say, well, I've done my part, but it's not possible. And I think the Apostle Paul here and the Apostle who writes Hebrews also admonishes us. And you notice that this is connected in Hebrews with holiness. Make, the apostle to the Hebrews says, make every effort. Make every effort. Pursue peace. It's a strong word. It means to pursue. It means to go after. Make every effort to live at peace with all people. With all people. And I just want to leave that encouragement with you today, friend. This is a very important principle from the epistles, from Romans and from Hebrews. That, that God has called us to be people who evidence Jesus Christ by living at peace with people. And you know, as I, as I mentioned before, and, and, and I think it's important, and I know it's important in my life, that you have to begin with those closest to you. You know, sometimes it's, you know, it's very easy for me to be really nice to you and you to be nice to me because, you know, this is a nice place. We're here on Sunday and, you know, we expect that. But when we live in close quarters and are with each other all the time, sometimes we can get kind of mean. Sometimes we can get sharp. Sometimes we can say things in ways that we would never say to someone else that we would treat with just common courtesy. And God has called us in our families first. Parents and kids and children, spouses, brothers, sisters, grandparents. God has called us to be at peace and to treat each other the way God treats us. And if we can't do that with those closest to us, then how can we do it for the world? And I want to encourage you today, friends, God has called you. God has called you. God has called me. I'm just the messenger boy this morning. God has called us to be at peace and to make every effort. And I would like you to think this morning, is there one person in your life that you need to make some effort. You need to pray about it. You need to ask God to help you be obedient to the Word of God. It may be approaching that person. It may be asking forgiveness. It may be giving up the right to always have to be right about everything. (laughs) To be at peace with all people. And you know, he connects it with holiness. You know, holiness is a big word, isn't it? If I asked you to define holiness, what would you say? It's a big word. Holiness is a big word. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. God is holy. But you know, the word holiness in the Old Testament context where, where the apostles draw it from, it, it, really has, it really has two understandings. One is consecration and one is set apart. To be set apart to be consecrated to. You know, um, we got married in 1974. And so we did what most married couples, some people get married here pretty soon. You go fill out uh, gift registries, right? And so we went to the stores back in those days. It was Bon Marche and Frederick and Nelson. Remember those way back in the past? <laughs> and, um, uh, and we filled out gift registries. And we registered for... Our dishes. And we had what we called every day and what? 
You, we call them good dishes. <laughs> China, good dishes. Our good dishes, I remember the brand, Nortaki. I'm pretty impressed, not Nortaki. And um, these were our good dishes. They were a little bit more money. They were not expensive China by the world standards, but they were more. We had our regular place. I can't remember what those were, but they had big strawberries in the middle. I remember that. Um, they must have had a name. Uh, anyway, and, um, and we used those every day. With our good dishes, we also we got a set of, of water goblets. And I don't know if any of you remember these from the 70s. Remember in the 70s, everything was kind of avocado, you know? <laughs> Including our clothes. <laughs> I never owned a leisure suit, Bill. I can honestly say that. But you didn't either? Oh, come on. You had... <laughs> okay. And um, these were our good goblets. And we still have these good goblets. And we've broken a few of them. And we can't really replace them. I mean, I know some of you are going to say, oh, you can go on eBay and find them and so on. And we're not going to do that. You know? <laughs> I don't know how many we have now. Maybe... I... Is Teresa here? Yeah, we have a dozen to start with, something like that. And we probably have nine of them now. And that's not even enough for our grandkids anymore. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and we need a dozen. You know, by September, we'll need a dozen for our grandkids. And um, these are our good dishes. And these only come out on special occasions. They're not that valuable. They're really not. But they were our good dishes. They are set apart. They are set apart for special occasions. They come out at Thanksgiving. They come out at Christmas. They come out at Easter. If we had other people over for a special dinner, uh, they would come out for that. But for everyday usage, day in, day in, day out, day out, um, our children did not use these goblets, and neither did we. They are set apart. They are special for special occasions. Cody, remind me I put that there. We just don't kick it and I'll be here. <clears throat> I have cups like these in my office, too. <laughs> Someone else has got a set of these, huh? <laughs> I think Kimmy would like a set of these for her wedding, if anybody wants to, uh, <laughs> sounds like. <clears throat> I have a lot of these kind of cups. In fact, I go through several of these a week. This is an everyday cup, Right? Um, I throw away, so I, I recycle several of these a week as well. I do, I recycle them. And uh, these are, you know what I mean, these are just common, everyday, they serve a purpose, a good purpose, a good cup of coffee. Um, this is about as common a cup as I could think of that I have sitting around my office or in my car and so forth. Uh, these are not set apart for anything special, but they serve a very important purpose. And I say all that, I say all that simply to say, Cody, you can have that one if you want. <laughs> I say all that as we close our service today and end of our last song, just to simply say this. The Apostle Paul says, be holy. Excuse me. The author of Hebrews <laughs> says, <laughs> be holy. Without holiness, now think about this. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Well, that's pretty serious. The Apostle Peter, in 1 Peter, he says this, Just as he who called you is 
holy, God is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be to Israel, be holy, because I am holy. And I want you to go home with this thought this morning. In addition to living at peace with all people, God has called us to be holy. Without that holiness, no one will see God. And there are, there, are, there are really two types of holiness. There are two types of sanctification. I have been set apart. I have been sanctified once for all by the Holy Spirit when I received Christ as my Savior. I was forgiven for my sin. Third grade at camp, sitting in chapel, Wayne Johnson giving the message. I was saved. I was forgiven. God has declared me holy. In 1974, we purchased, somebody purchased (laughs) these cups for us. They bought them, and it was a done deal. And they are set apart. I have been set apart in God's eyes by His grace, only by His grace. I have been set apart and consecrated by the blood of Jesus Christ once for all. But I am called daily to live out that holiness. In my life, my living out what God has declared is to be as common and as natural and as unobtrusive and as peaceful and not drawing attention to myself as this simple cup that I can use any day and get a new one every day. It's the daily cup. And I want you to go home with that thought today along with the music and the worship that God has set you apart by His wonderful, matchless grace and declared you holy. Think of it. You will see God because you are holy if you've accepted Christ as Savior. But God has asked us to take what He has given us and to live it every single day as common as possible. Be holy I have made you holy because I am holy. We're going to close our service. And John, we have another song we're going to sing this morning. They're going to sing for us, Be Still, as we are still and know that our God is holy. Amen. Thank you. Let's stand and be dismissed in prayer this morning. Yeah, I think it would be good. Let's show our appreciation to our choir this morning for their ministry to us. Thank you for your ministry, and we look forward to seeing you in September. And if any of you are interested in joining the choir, you can talk to Mr. John Lockwell. And uh, we'd love to have you share in that ministry. It's such an important part of our church family. Thank you for coming today. Uh, Once again, there are many places you could be today. And I just want to remind you, your presence here is an encouragement and ministry to others. God bless you. For coming today, let's walk with him. Let's take those words home with us today. That, uh, that God's peace will go with us. Be at peace with all people. Be holy. 
for God is holy. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we do thank you for your love for us. We thank you for the encouragement through music today. And we leave this place, Lord, having been refreshed. And we pray as we walk with you that we will not walk out these doors and leave your presence here. But that we would be reminded your presence goes with us. We are the church, the body of Christ. We are your presence in this world as well. And we pray, Father, that in every place you take us, this day and throughout this week, that we will truly be people who will strive to live at peace and demonstrate the love and kindness of our Lord Jesus Christ. That we will live in a way that evidences the holiness to what you have called us and you have declared us. You have set us apart and consecrated us. 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 To yourself. May our lives reflect that. And we think of this words, this song we just heard this morning, and we remind of the words of our dear Lord Jesus Christ. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. My peace I leave with you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. We leave this day in your presence. Amen.